Genius for heroes dressed in grey No plans for final day Stay in bed, drift away It could have been all songs in the street It was nearly complete, it was nearly so sweet Hello and welcome to 52 Years A World Cup Podcast. My name is Richard Carey and... How are you feeling today? It's been a rough one, hasn't it? Um, We all know what happened yesterday. Semi-finals of the World Cup. England's first semi-final for 28 years and... It didn't end up how he wanted it to. But today we're going to try and be a bit positive. We're going to try and look at the positives, but also, you know, talk about the negatives. Have a nice feedback sandwich on the England performance. And maybe we're going to drop some of our normal features to talk about stuff and how people deal with uh, grief like this. So we will be recapping both uh, semi-finals, one between Croatia and England and the other between France and Belgium. Walker improvised a clearance. Kept alive by Perisic. Chance here. It's in. Mario Mandzukic may just have won this semi-final for Croatia. So we start with Croatia versus England. It really started well. Uh, Kieran Trippier scored a free kick very early on in the game. Uh, it was a great free kick. You know, Trippier's first England goal in a World Cup semi-final. What a time to get it. It was going pretty well. England had a number of chances in the first half. Harry Kane had a really good chance to make it 2-0. But it went half-time 1-0 to England. All looking good, right? In the second half, um, England let Croatia back into the game. Uh, Croatia were much more attacking. And the goal was coming and it ended up being uh, Perisic who got the goal. Who bravely stuck out a foot in front of uh, Kyle Walker. He was having a great game, so it was kind of unfortunate for Kyle that um, this happened. But it was then it was obviously 1-1. Um, Croatia equalised, that's how it finished at full time. We went into extra time. Basically, a sort of lack of concentration defensive slip made it very easy for Mandzukic to get the second goal. It's actually re- really hard to watch the replay of that goal. Um, so it ended after extra time. We didn't have to go out on penalties, I suppose, if that's a, that's one of our positives for today. It ended after extra time, Croatia 2, England 1. So let's start with the positives. I think the way that England started this game and approached it was really good. I was just really impressed with how calm and collected they were with, with all the sort of precedent of the, of the time. I really liked... Um, Harry Maguire, I think he's sort of becoming a sort of almost Bobby Moore style uh, defensive figure there. He's sort of coming out of defence as well and being brave enough to go forward. Also Pickford, I mean, a very sort of aggressive style of goalkeeping has to be applauded because uh, it, generally, it generally worked throughout the tournament and um, we've definitely seen some breakout stars. I think on the negative side, I would say the problem with uh, England at this tournament was that they've effectively 
the things I was saying at the beginning, I think after the first match even against Tunisia, were, was that England weren't uh, putting away their chances and they had defensive lapses. They were, pr they were prone to issues at the back and unfortunately that all came true in this match. You had a lot of uh, times where like, uh, like Maguire would pass it back to Pickford and it would all be like a massive rush to get it clear and there was way too many of these sort of uh, nervy defensive moments. I mean, up front, um, you know, we should have, England should have wrapped this game up in the first half. They should have been 2-0 up at half-time and I don't think Croatia could have responded to that. And that's really where it's gone downhill, unfortunately. But another positive, you know, Kieran Trippier has had an amazing tournament. I think he's been England's best player and it's so great to see him score a goal that David Beckham will be proud of. I think also Raheem Sterling, I have to give a lot of praise to Raheem Sterling. He did create a lot of problems uh, for Croatia and actually showed sort of the reason why he's in the team. I actually think um, Southgate probably should have kept him on a little bit longer than he did uh, because he was causing a lot of problems and you needed that up front. And, you know, for all the stick I've given him, and I know his main sort of attribute is pace, but it's such a lightning pace that actually it's a hell of an attribute to have. Um, I also thought Jordan Henderson's had a fantastic tournament in the middle, um, sort of understated in a way because um, he hasn't been sort of the headline act, I guess, of of England's uh, success, but he has been an extremely solid midfielder. I mean, there's a couple of things to take away from it. I would say that, obviously, positively, I think Gareth Southgate has done an absolutely fantastic job of a team that was... You know, it was not that different, really, from two years ago. I mean, a lot of the, especially attacking players, are actually the same. Like, you've got Kane, Ali, and, uh, you know, Henderson, that sort of thing. Uh, but the real difference is how they've changed it at the back and the formation, the style, and the belief, I guess, that England are actually a decent team. And, you know, you could argue that he didn't play anybody big in this competition, and this is probably the easiest they're going to get it ever, potentially. Um, but at the same time, you, there's a lot, a lot of upsides, and you, know, you can only play who you're going to play. And a lot of, and it, all this shows is that this this tournament was a struggle for teams that had a lot of quality. You know, when you've had the likes of Germany and Argentina um, struggle to get, and you have you had other sides like Italy and, and the Netherlands not even getting through. So, you know, I think we were all sort of saying that a quarter final would be a success. England surpassed that, they got to a semi-final, and that's a fantastic, you know, from the position this England side were in two years ago to the position it's in now, is like night and day. It's so different, and it's so much better. And it seems like it can get better. I think the asterisk I would say about the future of the England team is that uh, Qatar is in four years, and I, for the life of me, I can't think of how England are going to win the World Cup in Qatar because it's such a sort of a, a crazy World Cup and it's going to be so boiling that I just don't quite see England doing it. The best chance appears to be on paper Euro 2020 because um, I believe that England, will, if they qualify, they'll actually play in England or in Britain at least, which will give them a lot of, a lot of home field advantage. And also the final is, is at Wembley. So there's a lot to play for in Euro 2020, you know, that should that should be the aim now. At least, I think the issue is going to be with Euro twenty twenty is the hopes are going to be so much higher. And we've seen in the past, like after Italia ninety, England crashed out of the Euros in the group stage and then didn't even qualify for the next World Cup. 
Um, Euro 96 obviously went out um, after the second round of World Cup 98. So, I mean, success in one tournament doesn't necessarily lead to success in another, but the advantage is it's a very young team. that They, they will probably peak in four years' time. Um, I think what it needs is more strength in depth. That seems to be quite clear because the one sort of weakness, I guess, in Southgate squad has been that you can't really bring players in and then they work in that system. It's very much the eleven. And then I felt like the subs, you know, I know a few scored a penalty, which is all right, but they didn't contribute enough when they're in the game. So I think that they have to be able to work on that strength in depth or how they use um, the subs in the future. It's such a shame that England are not going to their first World Cup final in 52 years. I was even getting excited we might, have to, we might get to reset the count to zero years of hurt or zero years, I might have to call it zero years of World Cup podcast but obviously that isn't going to happen um, and it sort of feels like it's like order has been restored, England are out of the World Cup they do have one more game a uh, playoff against Belgium which should be fun but I suspect Belgium will win that uh, although if England do win it, uh, it will be their second best uh, World Cup performance because last time around they got beaten, I think, by Italy in Italia 90 at the uh, third place playoff. So let's be positive and let's say maybe England will actually take it and, and uh, get a third place. I, w- I would like to see that. You know, Harry Kane is most likely going to be the golden boot. That's another positive. Well, he didn't have a good game, Harry Kane. Uh, against Croatia he just didn't really get into it and had a few shots that he should have buried but overall he's had a very good tournament you know Trippier I think has been the player of the tournament what a breakout star I wouldn't be surprised if he's a Real Madrid target trying to replace Ronaldo yeah Gareth Southgate has done a fantastic job and I'm sort of glad that Allardyce ran into his issues because I don't think Allardyce would have done anywhere near as well as uh, Gareth Southgate has done I think it's sort of the hope that kills you isn't it because this uh, England side gave you that hope and we haven't had that hope for a long time I don't think I've had this much hope in an England side since probably 2002 the World Cup where there was a bit of momentum going you know they had a number of issues before the tournament in terms of injuries and Gerrard was out and then Danny Murphy I think his replacement was out and then Trevor Sinclair ended up being the, the uh, left midfielder and actually they sort of made it work, and it looked like that England side could have won had they got past Brazil. Obviously, they got knocked out in the quarterfinals, so it is sad. But I can see a lot of talent in this England team, and I do emphasise team because it's so much more. It feels like a team than it was when Lampard and Gerrard were playing in the middle together, and that felt like a group of individuals trying to connect. Now it feels like a team. So I think a quick word on Croatia. I think we shouldn't leave them out of this. Um, I think they're right back. I've forgotten his name now, but he was uh, he had a fantastic game. And I think they were saying that he only uh, trained, he was actually injured and he, he came back in for training for one day. And then he, he had a really good game and sort of gave England all sorts of problems down that right-hand side. Obviously, Modric had a good game, kind of understated performance, but a very good sort of understated performance. Perisic got the goal and um, again was was effective it's weird though with Croatia isn't it because they've kind of been the Portugal this tournament they haven't won a knockout game in normal time they did win all of their uh, 
uh, group games in normal time, but since they've qualified, they've really struggled against the likes of Denmark and Russia. And you know, they've managed to miss their third penalty shootout in a row. Maybe that's because they were going to lose it. Unless you're German, you know, who wins three penalty shootouts in a row? I don't think anyone does. You know, I think I don't know if they really deserve to be here, but now they're here, they could get a sort of Portugal style thing where they could actually win it. And we'll talk a bit more about the, f- the preview of the final and the third place playoff later. But it is, is a very sad um, sort of day to be an England fan. Before the game, I had sort of a funny feeling, really, um, that it wasn't going to go quite right. I was having a pretty bad day myself. Um, I had, my car broke down in the morning and all things were going wrong at work. And, I, and then I got to about, I don't know, half five, just finished work and I thought I got a bad feeling about this and and I was right I even tweeted about it yesterday I thought that uh, the England hype train had peaked it just felt like you know with all the it's coming home memes with um, a big screen starting to be erected I mean there was like 15 minutes on the news about the England World Cup semi-final and you know three lines potentially getting to number one I don't know if it will now it would be funny kind of ironic if it did um so there's all these things sort of happening. It just felt we've sort of reached the peak now. I don't see it. Up. And when that happens, it usually means that England go out, and that's exactly what happens. So, yeah, I don't, that's one prediction I didn't really like uh, to have, but um, it happened. And it's just a shame we couldn't be 2-0 up at half-time. But you know, football, it's a cruel mistress, isn't it? So let's have a few of your thoughts about the, uh, the England semi-final. Here's one from James Daly over at Jam Master Dolly. Looked like they were happy to hold on for the 1-0 win. Kane got greedy when he should have passed to Sterling. Croatia came strong in the second, 45 and scored. Kyle Walker cock up in extra time was just the icing on a frustrating night for England. Well, I will say Kyle Walker had a great game. I thought he was my man of the match, in all honesty. You know, for, for a centre-back, a guy who's only played in that position for a couple of games, that was pretty fantastic. Um, you know, and his pace really helps at the back. Um, I also had a few comments from different people. I think they might have been Croatia fans, or people were saying like, "Oh, because I heard a news report basically that uh, said Croatia were undoubtedly the better side." And I thought, well, you know, at first half England were the better side, and people said, "Well, England only had one shot on target. It's a game of four halves if you count extra time." Um, so there's sort of a thought that uh, Croatia were the better side, but. I mean, probably they were overall, but I don't think it's undoubtedly. I think England were had very decent um, spells in the game. So that's people's thoughts. And now we're going to talk about France versus Belgium. Um, I think the interesting thing about this game beforehand was that Martinez changed his system. So the, the way he played against Brazil, he put De Bruyne up front with uh, Hazard and Lukaku. And like Fellaini and uh, Chadley in midfield. But in this one, he put De Bruyne back in midfield, kind of as a defensive tactic, I guess, to uh, to try and uh, you know combat the uh, French attack. And I thought that was a big mistake, actually, because it worked so well against Brazil, I would have just stuck with it. And I think, you know, when you're in a tournament format, if something's working, stick with it. Because that's, that's, it's such a short form, that that's the only real way you can win. Um, so France uh, got the winner, it was just a 1-0, um, Titi on the 51st minute got a front post header uh, from an Anton Griezmann corner. France once again in the final of a major competition, 
And if you remember what happened last time, they blew it in their own backyard by losing to Portugal in a tournament they should have won. And this is, again, a tournament they definitely should win. Um, they're probably just about being the best team in this tournament. Actually, you know, I don't even know if that's probably. I mean, I think the only issue with France is some of their games have been really boring. Like, the uh, they, they were one half of the nil-nil draw. The only nil-nil draw still in this uh, World Cup. Um, I actually had a, another sort of weird sort of me making predictions about the World Cup become true moment. I tweeted on Tuesday that uh, I thought this might be a 4-3, but now I've said that would be a 1-0, and it turned out 1-0. So how about that? Not that I'm saying I know everything, uh, but there you go. So maybe France can end 20 years of hurt by winning in 2018, when they last won in, in 1998. I think Belgium was set up wrong. Um, in my opinion, I think they should have been a lot more confident in this game. I don't think France didn't really look like world beaters, to be honest. Um, they looked okay. You would have to put them as a favourites, but I obviously put a big asterisk by it because the uh, because of what happened last time. So, but now they have Mbappe, so that should be all the difference they need, right? Surely. So I'm sort of leaning since last night to Croatia winning just because they're being the, the jammy bastards of this World Cup. So can they be jammy enough to win it all? Maybe. I think it's almost like they're going to have to, you know, if it gets to extra time again, that'll be all their games have gone through extra time. I guess, like, the final would have been so much more special than England being it, but it's still going to be a very good game. And uh, this World Cup has really delivered in that sense. And that's what I would say on that. So we have our two last games set up. It's going to be Belgium versus England. How funny is it, right? We've got back here again. A Belgium versus England match that means absolutely nothing. And probably it's going to be Belgium B versus England B for the second time in this tournament. How crazy is that? You've them face each other twice and they're probably going to play their B team on both occasions. So you expect Yanazai to get the winner in that one, maybe. Uh, although I guess they might play like the likes of Kane or Lukaku just so they can get the golden boot, maybe. Because it still counts if you score in the third place playoff. Let's not forget that. Sometimes it's a fun, weird match to have the third place playoff. So I'm, I'm kind of a fan of it in a way. I prefer it than not having it in a, in a funny way. You've also got the you know, obviously the final on Sunday afternoon, uh, France versus Croatia. I think it could be a boring game because of how the teams have played throughout the tournament. So, ho but hopefully I'm wrong. Uh, hopefully it's going to be a, a good one and. Let's hope it's not another nil-nil, because that would be a horrible time if we've gone all the way through, and then the nil-nil again is in, is in the final. So let's hope there's goals. Um, it's very deflating, I guess. You know, we've had this great sort of tournament, now England are out of it, and now what is there to play for apart from... Do we support France, you know? Do we support the people across the channel? Uh, well, maybe. So if I have to give a prediction right now, I'm going to say Belgium win the third place playoff. I'm going to stick my neck out and say that Croatia are going to win it all. For the first time ever. But there's plenty to look forward to in the future. You know, It's nice to know that England actually are half decent at football again. Yes! We're all right at this shit. And remember, third place coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Third place is coming home. 
I don't think that's going to catch on as much as football's coming home, but we can try it anyway. Just remember that there's always other tournaments, and football's a very much a present-day sort of thing, isn't it? It's very quick uh, turnaround. You can go from the highs of winning a, you know, a World Cup or a Champions League or a Premier League, and next year you're like struggling in seventh, or you can go from almost being relegated to almost winning the league or you know, going out in the group stage of the World Cup to winning it next time or whatever happened, or going for the second round in the Euros and getting knocked out by Iceland to get to the semi-finals of the World Cup. That's pretty impressive. So I think overall, you know, football's a very quick changing game and one day uh, England will win. Let's just hope it doesn't get to 100 years of hurt. That might be too much for anybody to take. Thank you for listening today. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at 52YearsWorldCup. You can find us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash 52YearsWorldCup. And you can also uh, subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Just search 52YearsWorldCup. It's the final show next time. Oh, no. And I might also have something special for for birth. I keep saying this, but uh, I want to keep it under wraps because, you know, that's a great marketing strategy. Uh, potentially so make sure you follow me at 52 years world cup on twitter for all those fancy updates let's be positive about england come on semi-finals what more do you want a world cup win lower your expectations that that's the key to happiness is lower your expectations because i lowered my expectations so much of england that i've got happiness and they got to the semi-finals and that's great Thank you again for joining me, and goodbye. We will see you after the final, um, and let's hope it's a fun one. It's been a fun tournament so far. See ya. Ashley Young with the clip across. Pulled away. Put in now, though, and put in by Captain Kane. If you see me walking down the street, staring at the sky, dragging my two feet, you just me by. It still makes me cry, but you can make me whole again. Dia with the ball across, McGuire went for it, and it is in from Harry Kane again. That's ahead of the Joel Stones that's gone in. He wasn't held, he got free. As easy as you like. Harry Kane has the chance from 12 yards to make it 2-0. Oh, how emphatic was that? Two goals for England against Panama. Jesse Lingard, Jesse Lingard, it's across for Sterling, and now it's in for number two for John Stones. Here's the chance for a second for Harry Kane. Oh, same place, same result. After she shot deflected, Harry Kane's got another goal. He didn't know much about that one. He's got a hat-trick in a World Cup for England.
the supporters at the end and their reaction that tells you what the players have given not just tonight but over the over the period and I can't ask any more than, than what the players have, and staff have given.